With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got earbuds from Delta, sponsored by Delta. Uh, couldn't find my usual ones, so Chris sounds low quality. Let's to, get to quote John Mulaney there, because we're Delta Airlines and life is life a fucking is nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> I love that whole thing. I'm not going to name names. Let's just call them Delta Airlines. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. It's the Brews and Bruins podcast. What's brewing? It's the uh, season five, episode 28, episode 297. We're nearing 300 episodes. Um, some of those, most of those have been, uh, you know, while we're uh, the Hockey Podcast Network podcast and also DraftKings. Uh, most of those have also been presented by pride diehards and bruins diehards or pwhl boston diehards get a name wicked um, diehards. wicked um i'm here with chris i'm drew no cam he's fired cam's fired cam's got better things to do on a friday night i guess um who'd have thought i got earbuds from delta sponsored by delta uh <laughs> couldn't find my usual ones so Chris sounds low quality. Let's to, get to quote John Mulaney there because we're Delta Airlines and life is life a fucking nightmare. nightmare. <laughs> I love that whole thing. I'm not going to name names. Let's just call them Delta Airlines. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into some beers. Chris, you have something to surprise me with. All right. Because you didn't listen to the last episode. Never do. Uh, Cam wasn't super impressed by this, but uh, that's because he wasn't familiar. But uh, the I, I popped over to the very closest liquor store to my house, just like straight down the street on my street. And I went in to just like check out a couple of beers because I felt like having a beer on the last podcast. It was a Saturday morning. Um what um, was it? I don't even remember what time. No, it was, it was like three days Sunday? ago. No, it was Sunday. Um, was it that long ago? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we we recorded on Sunday. Um, because there was some, some football coming up. Um, not that, or maybe it was on Monday because Monday was a holiday. Yeah, I think it was probably Monday. There was some football on that day as well. 
Um, nope, it was Sunday. Not important. Uh, <laughs> That'll all be edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it or the cold open. Yeah. Uh, so I popped down to the liquor store. Just expecting to see some, you know, some local brews. Um, and lo and behold, the closest liquor store to me is a holder of Hetty Topper. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cam, Cam was not familiar. Um, so I wish I had flip-flopped this one. But they also had Focal Banger from The Alchemist as well. Um, I love this can. I don't know if you can see it, Drew. But yeah, a, yeah. It actually reminds me of what I've got going on on my on my bottle. Okay, it's uh, what looks to me like an alchemist um, holding a can of this beer, and uh, does it just go sniffing, on forever? Sniffing in all the hops. <laughs> I mean, it does. Like you can see as far as I think four of the can within the cans. <laughs> nice. Um, and he's smelling the beer, and then there's like hops flying out of his ears. Um, very, very chill. Um, yeah, if you didn't listen to the last episode, this was, uh, from the alchemist in Stowe, Vermont. Um, it's not like impossible to find Hetty Topper around here, but, uh, I wasn't expecting to find it at the literal nearest liquor store to me. There's just, uh, they have like a little beer fridge and like a walk-in and yeah, they had some, uh, some of these guys here. So I picked them up. Um, I have not had focal banger in a really long time, so we're going to give it a go. This is the, the single IPA, um, 7%, and specifically says, drink from the can. No no, uh, no cups around here. Yeah, that's a banger. I mean, real hop forward, but not like a super bitter aftertaste, which is like cool and refreshing. Um. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't like linger on your tongue like a really hop forward beer usually does. That's that's nice. Nice. But yeah, the uh, the main taste here, much like Heady Topper, is hops. Um, it is very tasteable. Give it thirty two tasteability. and I believe it's. Slightly more drinkable than Hetty Topper. We're discussing this on the last episode that Hetty Topper is uh, the rare double IPA that does really hit really it does hit really hard hops wise, so it's not super drinkable. This one, twenty seven drinkability. This is a really good beer. Nice, nice. Um, I here was at Hannaford earlier, doing some grocery shopping. Um, and they got a pretty neat beer fridge. I mean, they have, you know, a lot of the local main staple breweries um, and New England in general. And then, you know, your staple Bud Light, Miller Light. Sorry, Miller Light. Got to bleep Bud Light out. Um, yeah, so I got a uh, Explorer Hazy White IPA from Shipyard. And uh, yeah, it was the face oh, that was kind of That is very me. similar. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a like a flag in the in the in the distance i would assume that's kind of like a i don't know i was thinking like north pole but i think north pole is probably the idea there or it's like red yeah yeah anyway uh explorer in the white ipa i like it it's pretty hoppy and you know white 
beers usually give me that kind of like wheat vibe. So this is like it, it's it tastes like as if Allagash was uh was an IPA. Um which is good. Yeah, I like Allagash once in a while, you know, especially when they have it on tap at a lot of places here in Maine. It's it's a good beer. Um I'm gonna go drinkability. I'm gonna go with a 30 tasteability. I'm gonna go with a 33. Chara walking down Broadway. He scores! Sedano Chara's 200th goal in the National Hockey League. What Jack Edwards used to sound like. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you can play that if you want. No, that's fine. Um, yeah, I was going to ask if, if you had uh, any knowledge of what makes a white ipa a white ipa I, no idea i feel like i've had a couple of them and that was going to be my guess was going to be like kind of more of a weedy beer yeah yeah um, that's definitely the vibe i get from it because black ipas are kind of like what it's like a porter mixed with an ipa kind of vibes um i remember that that used to be like a thing that a lot of breweries were doing is like experimenting with you know, making IPAs different colors. <laughs> yeah. Hybrid. It's like hybrid weed strains. You got some yeah, sativa and some indigo <laughs> together. Now the New England style IPA just kind of took over everywhere. Everyone's making hazies and not that I have a problem with that. I love a, love a real juicy beer. Mm-hmm. Juicy beers and Chris gear. Good episode title. Mark it down. Yep. Um, all right, let's get into some Bruins. Uh, I watched the first period. Chris watched the third. Or I watched the first period. Chris watched the third period. Uh, we watched highlights. So we got you covered. Yeah, we got the whole. <laughs> Especially thing. if you didn't watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bruins beat the Colorado Avalanche. It was a painful victory because I was supposed to be there. But then I had an eye doctor's appointment here in Maine. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it for puck drop. I'll let I'll let someone else have the tickets, and now I'm seeing the St. Louis Blues on a Monday in March, and it's like, okay, would have much rather see Colorado on a Thursday night. That's all right. Maybe, um, maybe there will be a key tripping call in that. Yeah, exactly. Noel Chari comes out um, from the. Well, did you catch the last the uh, the last Blues game? No. Okay, so the. It was an overtime win for the Bruins off of Was a, it earlier this season? No, this was like last week. Okay. <laughs> I think we covered it on the last episode. Oh, okay. Um, the uh the Bruins scored an overtime winner off of a very sketchy no call oh, on a yes. tripping. I remember seeing that all over. I didn't watch that game, but I saw it on Twitter during the fiasco. So, just uh you know the history between the Blues and the Bruins now, uh, you know, amplified with. You know, it's all forgiven. It's all forgiven. They lose a regular mm-hmm. season game and still get a point. And you know, we're and Jordan Bennington looked like a fool, so we're all cool. Like everything that's good. great. Um, but yeah, that game last night, uh, very a lot of a lot of offense in that first period. Um, Bruins, go- I missed the first Bruins goal because it was like 30 seconds in or something like that. 40, 45 seconds into the game. Yeah. I tuned in with, with like 19 minutes to go in the first and was like, it was a real classic David Pasternak shift where he's just like hunting for a goal and he mm-hmm. missed the like two more obvious seeming opportunities. And then he just kind of skates the puck to the middle of the ice and like turns around and shoots it. 
uh, oh, yeah. Georgiev was not ready for that. And uh, yeah, it went in. Uh, I, I love what he does. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he scores and just in general. It's great. Um, yeah, he, he nabbed a hat trick with the empty netter at the end too. Uh, it was just good. I feel like it's always, I don't know, when the last one's an empty netter, I always feel like it's a little bit of a, not a letdown, because you're kind of happy, like, hey, he, he got it. But it's also like, yeah, it's I was, much better when it's a natural Addy. I was chatting back and forth uh, with one of our Twitter people, uh, Annie, and I remembered her going back and doing like the analysis during one of uh, one of Pasta's hat tricks, because I couple people including myself had tweeted like it really feels like when pasta gets a hat trick it's never with an empty net goal and i think she went back and looked and there were only like two out of his 15 at the time and now he is 16 and uh now it's three i guess but that's pretty crazy I, i feel like most of the time when you get a hat trick your third goal is an empty netter but maybe not most of the time but like i don't think most of the time just because that's like a situational thing too like if it's a close game and they're pulling their goalie and whatnot but um yeah i would say there's definitely a fair amount that are um speaking of fair amount I don't know. I didn't have the transition <laughs> lined up. Um, <laughs> fair amount would have been a good uh, ad transition. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know a fair what? Amount of... you, you got a fair amount of DraftKings here, everybody. Let's go to the Hockey Podcast Network Slack. And let's go to updated scripts. Has there been an updated ad read? Not yet. It's right here, folks. Get a load of this. We know hockey games move fast. It's, it's really a quick. Characteristic property of wicked hockey. quick. Fastest sport on ice, except for like luge. Um, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. That's wicked fast. This week, new customers can bet five bucks. You get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, mentioned available lines. See, we don't mention the lines because by the time we release episodes, they're like not valid and they can change over time. So, uh, nope. Um, we're just looking out for you, the listener. You know, if you want to check out those lines, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. That's right. Ontario. No, no. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield, their registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And accounts and disseminations of the... Uh games that we're talking about have been expressly written consented by the nhl so we're good to go 
We're good. I just talked to Gary Bettman the other day. Um, so just, I check in with him every once in a while to make sure we can still talk about his league. Uh, <laughs> um, this is why you don't skip the ads. You want to catch some the, more uh, the banter at the end of that. Oh, did, did you guys talk Swayman at all in extension? I don't think so. Potential. Um, I mean, like, I'm wondering thoughts on and all star and everything with him. No, I think we, I think we missed most of that. Um, I think he was elected to the all star game maybe the day after. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, talk some I mean, swayman. Yeah, let's let's do some sway talk. Uh, well, first, I, I do want to mention before we get completely off of that game, we kind of like zipped through oh, yeah. the yeah zipped through that hat trick. I wanted to mention the absolutely filthy pass from Jake DeBrusque on that second Pasternak goal. Um, good stuff. Uh, real, real good game from Jake. Uh, he also scored a goal of his own off yep. the tip from Paco Wadaspoon. Good stuff. Wadafaka. <laughs> <laughs> That's his nickname now, Wadafaka. Wadafaka. <laughs> Oh, great. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, let's talk in this A-H in the middle, not a U. Yeah, let's talk, some, let's talk some Swayman. I mean, um, I feel like we haven't really discussed the the injury issues the Bruins have had at depth, uh, in depth, but, um, you know, good to see that Allmark's Absolutely. healthy again. Um but one of one of the things that we were talking about was, at least on Twitter, was maybe this isn't the time where you find out like can Swayman carry the load. Um, I mean, good thing we didn't really have to find that out. But you know, he's right. gone a couple of games in a row and um, acquitted himself quite well. Uh, but that, that's really the lone test that's left for him. I mean, I feel like at this point. He's your number one goalie. He's one A at least, um, which is mm-hmm. wild to think when you know you got the reigning Vezina winner as your one B. Um, well, Mark's still been pretty good this year. I think, like statistically, like his raw stats, the save percentage, goals against, those things are not wildly impressive. But he's still well above league average in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of his underlying stats are looking real good. Um, so I'm not not too worried about him. But yeah, I, I mean, Jeremy Swayman, it's one of those things where a little bit like Pasta last year, where, you know, he had a, an extension coming up. And, you know, we wanted to see him play well, obviously. But every time he plays well, it drives the price up. Um, and it seems like Jeremy Swayman's really driving his own price up as well. He mm-hmm. should be. I mean, he's, he's making way less money than he deserves this year. Um, and he, he went to arbitration kind of knowing that that was going to be the case, but, um, yeah, the, the arbitration process sounds like it absolutely sucks. And yeah, it's basically going to your team and talking to a bunch of guys who are going to tell you how much you suck and, uh, why you don't deserve, as much money as you want. Um, I'm obviously on the side of the players, pay them as much as they deserve. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, figure out the cap shit later. Um, there's reasons why players don't fit under the cap and it's not because your good players are making too much money. Usually, um, mm. usually it's cause you're paying shitty players too much money. Um, and that goes all on management. I don't think this Bruins team has a lot of bad contracts, so uh, I'm not yeah. going to complain too much. I mean, the Bruins have a lot of cap space coming up and it's going to be hard for, hard for Don Sweeney to go, uh, yeah, Jeremy, we really can't, we need you to take a discount here because we really can't right. fit you under. Right. Um, they they have enough money to pay Jeremy Swayman eight million dollars a year if he wants it, mm-hmm. and go out and get some good free agents. So, yeah. I you know I don't I don't know if like eight mil is what he's gonna get. Just because I think I mean there's a couple guys I'd like to resign. I also think there are plenty of guys that are going to be up for free agency that could either get traded at the deadline or just not be re-signed. And part of that's because of a lot of those one-year contracts that Sweeney signed, uh, which is good. Like if we, I would love to maybe re-sign JVR if it's an affordable price, but like if we lose him, it's not like we gave up a second round pick at the trade deadline for him. Like we, we got him. Yeah. Range, you and know, I, so. Honestly, it's, it seems like JVR likes being here. So mm-hmm. here being Boston, not San Diego. Yeah. He's um, definitely outplaying that one mil cap hit though. Like I could by, easily by see quite three, maybe margin, four, yeah. like but coming um, in at four, that would be great. I'd totally take him at four mil. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, yeah, if, if you get him at at three, that'd be that'd be real solid. I mean, he's yeah. playing top nine uh, wing. I think is Power what you play? Would call his position. Yeah, he's Power play is he's, play, he's played on all three of those top lines. Um, he's consistently scoring with whoever he plays with. I mean, you mentioned the power play; like that's front of the net is exactly what yeah. his style is. He's a big dude. He can a frame really well. Bread and um, butter. Yeah. He, his his between the legs pass, like behind the behind the back between the legs pass to Pasternak on that Brad Marchand power play goal last week. Um just one of the underrated things about his game. Um obviously you look at that goal and Marchand scores a wide open on a wide open net. Uh but everyone looks at that pass from Pasternak going like, all right, well, everyone thinks he's going to shoot. So it's, it's his goal. Um, but you know, you don't get that if JVR doesn't have the awareness to, you know, put that puck exactly where Pasta is, mm-hmm. um, and, and gather that puck in the first place. So yeah, uh, that's, that's a player that, you know, you're looking to resign. Um, the, the big free agents that have been with the team for a while, Grizzlick and, Jake DeBrusque. Um, I think Chris looks a guy you could let go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Or since he's having like a real down year uh, and let's not get this twisted, like really good player um, showed up on Jay Fresh's recent best defenseman in the league fan poll. Um, he's, he was in the top, 70 i think somewhere so like he's right up there with carlo i think carlo was maybe two spots behind him or in front of him i forget which um so like the the perception is that he's a good player 
Um, I think he is having a really, really tough year. I hope, Mm -hmm. I mean, I hope it's injuries is a weird thing to say, but you know, better than it being just a real weird off year and with no explanation. Wasn't he he out for a little bit too earlier this year? So yeah, could be something lingering. Could be. I think with Grizzlick, the the thing is, it really comes down to price because I would totally keep Grizzlick around at like, you know, if it's going to be something that's geared towards what he's doing right now, which is three and a half top range. Yeah, it's like maybe a second pair defenseman kind of with his struggles, more like a third pair at the moment. Yeah. And we know what he's capable of. It's like if he can get back to that too this season, then I think that's one of those you don't see like an extension for. I think that's one they take care of in the summer and really see how it pans out. Swayman's the one where I could see it's an extension. I could also see that with DeBrusque, though I don't know if that's going to happen. I still think he's the one they're going to trade if they make a trade. Um, I think he's most likely to be in a package for an upgrade this year. I, I think mm-hmm. you you kind of nailed it with, you know, if you're going to trade a guy, trade him. I mean, I, I do, you don't deal somebody when they're at their minimum value. Um, so trading Matt Grizzlick would be, it wouldn't make a lot of sense at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, he's, he's been playing better recently too. So kind of hoping maybe he helps you out. Um, if the plan is to sit him in the playoffs again this year, then you might as well go and trade him, even if you're going to get nothing in return. But, right. um, I don't know, local kid wants to play in Boston. I assume his dad works for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, hometown. It feels like the, the prime kind of candidate to take a home dis- hometown discount in a year where he just like, didn't really deliver on his contract, even though, you know, maybe a year or two ago we were talking about his $3.8 million cap hit being a real, uh, real how bargain. old is he right now? 29, 28, something like that. 30. Okay. Fuck, his, his career is downhill from here. Once you hit 30, you know that, Chris. Your life is just over. Okay? Yeah, my life my life has been over for <laughs> All the three fun is years. done. Yeah, you get engaged. <laughs> so, no. um, is he married? So really, it's we, over for Cat. You're good. I think good. I think he's married, so he's he's yeah. good. He's, yeah. he's already uh, crossed that bridge. Um, b- by the way... Uh, his his wife is very fun on Instagram, uh, Esme Bowden. Um, Kat and I were maybe like, it was either last year or two years ago, um, just watching like the Bruins, like all the Bruins uh, Instagram stories around Halloween. And we kept seeing just like, everyone's all, like at a Halloween party, like everyone's decked out in like these gorgeous, like ornate Halloween costumes. And then somebody was just in a full like Dobby costume with, <laughs> with, with like a, I think it was like a pillowcase as a, as a dress basically. And we were trying to figure out who it was. And it was uh, Matt Grizzlick's wife. Cause you couldn't see her head. She just had like a Dobby mask, all mm-hmm. like a realistic Dobby mask on her mm-hmm. head. Um, and in every picture she was just like doing weird poses and, uh, <laughs> Who is this absolute weirdo? We need to know who this is. And it was Harry uh, Potter. Matt, give Dobby sock. Matt Grizzlick's wife. 
um, I am. Um, I uh, there was a post from Brad Marchand's wife that I responded to like a year ago. She said like mine, and it was a picture of him like fighting or something, which was dope. <laughs> and I commented, as Bruins fans, can we at least have like ten percent of him? And then she responded like, oh, I guess, <laughs> like, sure, or something <laughs> like, sure, that's fair, or something like that. And my comments, the other day it got a like. There's some people just stalking <laughs> Brad Marchand's wife Instagram, finding that post and liking my comment once a month in the past year. Incredible <laughs> like, stuff. I, I completely forget about it, and then I'm reminded, I'm like, what the hell is this? Here we are, folks, and I'm way more comfortable because I put the right earbud in the right ear and I put the left earbud in the left ear, and it's just great. Thanks, Delta Airlines. Um, shouts use code THPN when you get by a ticket. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Um, yeah, so PWHL Boston, um, won the other night against uh Toronto. Which was dead. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, Drew. T- Tarante? Yep. Tarante Manante. Right. Um, yeah, really great game. Uh, Lauren Gable with two goals, including the game winner. Um, Alina Mueller. Mueller. Mueller I always. The, so the, 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 I think the general pronunciation is Mueller, but if you want to be like real, if you want to be real about it, it's Mueller. Okay. Mueller. Um, because <laughs> I'm gonna, it's like Sean Rajat or Sean Rajot. Sh- Sean Rajat, he scores. Um, shout Sean, thanks for the bruise news, and Lancey, thanks for the bruise news. Um, yeah, just like they started off really, really fucking slow, and I think they got outshot like 10 to 3, 10 to 4 in the first period, and part of that was because they were on the PK a lot, but also just. Toronto kind of had them hemmed in like Boston would get chances, but it was right back into Boston's zone and Toronto would have re- like really established possession. Um, but they held them off. Uh, Soderberg looked good in that. Um, really just kind of held them off that way. Um, and then in the second, it kind of came alive. Um, I think it was Gable scored first, which was like a sick shot looking at Mueller the entire way. And then just a really quick release, top corner. Uh, almost nothing you can do about that as a goaltender. Um, and then Keller scored on a one-timer, kind of from the point, kind of from the high slot. It was like in between those. I was writing an article about this, and I went with high slot. But I was like, this is like, it's like above the circles, but it's not the point. Like, I don't know what to say this is. <laughs> it's just like an area of the ice. I just say above the circle. Well, because it was also in between the circles, like it was dead on with the goalie. And usually when you say above the circle, it's more like literally above the circle, at least when I write. That's um, what I. It, well, okay. So high slots, right? I think that's high slot. Yeah. That's kind of high just slot. Really high slot. Uh, yeah. It's really high slot. I should have said that. Like from the fucking wicked highest yeah. slot you could in, possibly in slot. He's really. And then high slot. <laughs> really high slot. Um, um, I said it was a, a hockey goal as, uh, or a goal as old as hockey. <laughs> One timer <laughs> from the high slot. Um, Tale as old as time. Song as yeah. old as rhyme. Beauty and the Beast. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really upset. I missed this game. Um, mm-hmm. I was attending to other things, family in town. Um, Boo. Yeah, I mean, I've been, been on the Lauren Gable train, obviously for 
for a while now, you know. Yes. Uh, no, you're talking about her last season and everything. PHF MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, got a little upset that they took her off of the top line um, for the Montreal game. Don't I no longer know what the top line is now because I think yeah. uh, Mueller and and Knight have been split up. So, um, but good to see that uh, that Lauren Gable is still playing with Elena Mueller and yeah, uh, you know that that's what that's what I'm I'm expecting from her. You know these uh, just awesome two goal performances. Uh, maybe get a hat trick next time out. Um, yeah, got to step up. Lord Gable, you just you gotta let's go. Come on, slack it over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk to Oliver about this when we have him back on. Um, and because it, it, it does feel like the disrespect for the PHF was a little too out of hand. Um, I mean, the, this is the MVP of that league. Um, and I, I don't know if she feels the pressure to uh, perform. I'm sure she doesn't because. You know, this is this is the league now, um, but I'm feeling the pressure and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I still have some of that PHF pride. Uh, oh, and, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> or unintended. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, if they weren't the pride, we, we want to see those players succeed to kind of retroactively legitimize that league, even if uh, a lot of people don't recognize it as as legitimate as it was. And uh I mean, I, I really like Lauren Gable as a as a person and a player, so I'm going to absolutely keep rooting for her. Um, I think Mueller was just, like, outstanding as a player. I don't think she scored a goal yet this season, but she has, like, four assists or five assists now or something like that. So um, one of her – I think it was on the game winner to Gable just was cutting across in the slot and just tapped it back like not necessarily a drop pass, but not really a hard backhand, but just behind her back, like just knew Gable was going to be there. And then Gable cuts the front of the net and scores. And that's when I was like, holy shit, what a playmaker. Like already had, she had an assist on every goal that game, but like that was the one that was just like, that was sick. That was awesome. Um, and yeah, I don't know if we mentioned it, Boston won 3-2, um, despite the the kind of shitty start. So um, yeah. I mean, Toronto the, can't figure it out. Yeah, the uh, the Montreal game, as Cam and I discussed, was you know it was a win, but you know, kind of one of those fluky wins where, like, well, one Marie Philippe Plan scored the ostensible game winning goal, and then it got taken away. The, the overtime goal taken away due to goal right. interference that may or may not have been the correct call, um, and they got outshot outshot by a lot in that game. Um, so yeah, you, you saying that in the first period they were, they were outshot by significant margin, kind of a carryover maybe of some bad stuff, but yeah, it was really the zone possession. Just like, you know, take a shot. Toronto gets it right back out. Missed a lot of shots too. Toronto was just like kind of dominating, but only got a goal out of it. And I feel like that was really, they were, opportunity to break away and score three and hold out but um yeah Yeah. Soderbergh's been good I really thought Fracken was going to kind of just be the starter but they've been 50 50, thank you I think they've been um 50 50 so far 
I think Frankel started because they've only played four. I thought they only played recording three. One oh, no, it's been got, three. One of them, one was of them postponed. got postponed. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Frankel started each of the first two. Um. I was gonna say one of the, one of the things I'm most impressed by in this league is just the goaltending talent. Um. Shouts to Kareem Schroeder who uh, was the best goalie in the league in the PHF last year for the Pride. Um, she's currently the best goalie in the league right now. Uh, I believe she plays for New York. Um, good, good stuff from her. I'm, I'm sad that uh, you know you don't get to root for her. I mean, I still root for her, but you no, know, not you not can't. for the home, not for the hometown fucking, team. Fucking traitor. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah just the the amount of goaltending depth that teams have i mean just looking at the you know the teams that these goalies played for last year and all of the statistics and you know emma soderberg was you know had like a sub two goals against and a 930 something save percentage last year with uh whatever shl team she was playing for and uh, i mean obviously aaron frankel big time big time goaltender team usa player like it's good stuff i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> and i wasn't i wasn't discouraged by either of uh, obviously i wasn't discouraged by the second performance but you know the the game against minnesota the opener um it's just you know it's that's a lot of shots i mean the uh, taylor heisey is kind of proven to be one of the best shooters in the league and mm-hmm. got a got a couple past her. Um, I'm I, I, I'm pretty encouraged by the goaltending on this team, and I think you know pretty solid defensive core. Uh, just you know you don't want to be on the wrong side of the the shooting the shots on goal battle every night. So, are you uh, are you doing anything tomorrow morning Saturday? I don't I think so. PWHL Boston, your time is at nine thirty, my friend. Oh, I'm twelve thirty Eastern. Thank you for letting me know what time it was, because I probably would have would have missed out on that. Um, mm-hmm. I knew they were playing tomorrow. I kind of assumed it was, you know, more afternoonish. But yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, it is for us twelve thirty. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna put that on the TV. And I think Montreal play or was it Montreal? No, it's like New York play. No, Toronto. It's Toronto plays maybe New York or something. I have I only have Boston schedule up right now, so uh, they play later in the night. But overall, it's been really really great start for this league, and seems to be a lot of support for it too. I feel like more so than I felt in past um, leagues. So yeah, um, the PHL really felt like a. Or PHF felt like a real uh, like niche thing where like yeah you know we had our our crew of people who were watching it and it felt like a good group but this feels like it has more general acceptance which mm-hmm. whenever you're a federation I feel like it's <laughs> not great I don't know they like WWF now yeah. they're entertainment baby instead of a IIHF. IAHF. That one's different. International, it's fine. If you're just at home, it's not a federation. Isn't federation like a, I don't know. We'll look it up on dictionary.com or Oxford or 
Marion Webster, whatever. I wonder how Miriam and Webster are both doing. Are they alive? Are they dead? Who are they? Federation, a group of states with a central government, but independence in international affairs or internal affairs. Sorry. All right. So I guess it works, but like, I don't know. Eh. I like PWHL better. Um, one thing I will say, and obviously it's, I don't want to say learning curve. It's more of just like you're going to be growing and um, maybe, I don't know. They need to post like on the, on their YouTube, since they don't keep the like full game up, they need to start doing game recaps themselves. Like, I hope that's something they have coming down the line. Um, because right now I get mine from, uh, <laughs> I, I only really see the highlights. So against Montreal, there's a Montreal radio station that shows the highlights. So whenever Montreal plays, but it's all in French. So, um, you know, you got to do instead of hearing like, oh, whoever scores, it's like, crap. All right. It's the other team. Look up the number or who passed it to who look up the number and <laughs> just saying it. Um, but and then there's this like one guy on YouTube that just like does random sports videos, also posts like highlight reels, like two minute recaps and stuff. And it's just like if you do that yourself, you're driving more traffic. Let's go. Hey, I'll edit your game recaps. Uh, I got time on my hands. I need money. Or I'll do it for free. I just have time on my hands. <laughs> I'll freaking do it. Let's go. Um, no, but the way that you can stream it too on their YouTube is great. As someone who's not going to play 30 bucks a month for Nesson and who has Hulu TV through my parents, so do not have Nesson that way. And that's Nesson's picking up all the PWHL games, which is great, or Boston games, which is great. But I, so I really it's a great like option to have. I really liked the the Nesson broadcast at the home game. Um, did not care for the the away game in Montreal's broadcast. Um, felt like the the commentary was worse in like a you know kind of sexist way, and uh, I didn't care for the camera angle either. Was it different broadcasters? Yes. Oh, so did they just pick up the? Other? I think it's just the home broadcast. Yeah, they should just pick up PWHL's broadcast because the ones on YouTube are are great. I've really liked some of those broadcasts, but that was also the one game I've missed. I saw their first game and then their their game on Wednesday, so I didn't see that one against Montreal. But um, we gotta go to a game. Oh, you're not going to be out here anytime soon. I've already said we got to go to a Bruins game. So yeah, I'll be back in the um, summer. We'll uh, work it out. Great. We'll uh, we'll go to training camp. <laughs> we'll go try to like solicit some players to come on. <laughs> I think it would be cool if we could get some players on. Um, there there I mean, was a guy we, we we acquitted ourselves. I think better than we should have with uh, getting Mallory on when she was playing with the pride, but. You gotta make some new inroads. Yeah, I think so. And also, um, so when I was at before we wrap up, uh, we did our grocery shopping at Hannaford's. Hell yeah, Hannaford's. But Julia needed some soap, and that's at Whole Foods. So we went to Whole Foods after a whole another grocery store experience. Already had one painful one. Like, come on. Um, 
<laughs> behind us in the self-checkout line, I looked behind me and this dude looked like so much like Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> I did a double take. I was like, that's not Jeremy Swayman, is it? He's not like in Portland on his way to a humane game or some shit. Like, I don't think he has that time right now. Honestly, might have been my cousin. My cousin lives in Freeport and... Okay. Uh, it looks a lot like Jeremy Swayman, so maybe it was. I should meet up with him. We should have him on, and we'll do like a live stream, and he can just pretend to be Jeremy Swayman. <laughs> All right, or maybe not. I thought that was a good idea. See, that was a serious idea. It was a joke. serious idea. Well, I didn't take it seriously, so oh, good because it wasn't <laughs> joking around. You never know what I'm gonna say next. Um, little, I won't say it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to go and bleep it out later. The, the uh, only thing we bleep. Uh, you got anything else you wanna you wanna add? Um, can always email me later. That's what I say to everyone I interview. If they have something else they want to add, they can email me. You can email me if you want. Brews and Bruins at gmail Email us, folks. Just do we, I don't do we check know. that? Yeah, I get. I'm like half in it on my phone. So when we get, it's mostly DF sending Cam random logos. <laughs> I just the DF. No, actually, I was <laughs> I was watching on YouTube last night in the live stream, and then you know I was commenting here and there. Comment section is really great on those games. And DF suddenly appeared, and I was like, "Hey, DF!" Like, A hey, wild DF true. appeared. Uh, I was like, I can't wait for these teams to have logos so you and Cam can send them back and forth. <laughs> we do need to have DF back on. I feel like we, I followed up with them during the off season about doing one of our like uh, player reviews, and but then, then we, we just like of them. we never <laughs> we just didn't follow through with any of that it was a great idea and then we were still doing them as the season started (laughs) the season started started, and then we posted our last well the idea was to do like i don't know do like a couple sessions where we just knocked Mm -hmm. all of them out yeah and we ended up doing like maybe three each in like two sessions and then just yeah (laughs) then just stopped yeah no we whatever we gotta do that either way we gotta have df on we gotta have oliver on to talk some pwhl boston for having oliver on i've been kind of like let's get a couple games into the season because he's the kind of one to just give you the analysis and i don't want that analysis on a couple games i want a good sample size for him to give us some takes with so next couple weeks maybe um yeah if you have an idea for a high profile guest at them on twitter <laughs> along with us yeah just add us both um who, who do we want this weekend uh rob mcelaney we'll talk some wrexham that'd be a good one yeah i'm talk know. about how always sunny's <laughs> never won an emmy maybe even never yeah. been nominated and we can talk about how it's gradually gotten worse as times have changed and uh, their line for comedy has adjusted and now I, they don't know what to do with it. I haven't uh, watched since I think 2015. So yeah, it's and the crazy. last season, the last season I watched was the one where uh, Dennis and Mac moved to the suburbs and there's the, uh, maybe it's the one with the boat too, like that season or with the implication okay. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I think there's, yeah, that's probably around where I stopped too. It's a very good show and the old, but it's like watching the old stuff. Like when I watch the office and I'm like, they couldn't do that now, but like, it's still like the stuff they used to do. You could not freaking get away I with mean, now. Season one, episode one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, yeah. Give it 10 more years and they'll be editing scenes out of those shows. I guess. Yeah. But Watch them while you can't. Always Sunny, sponsored by Rob McElhaney and Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. is a good show, too. I got to watch season two. I haven't watched it. I would check it out. It's kind of good. Like, part of it, not to drag this episode on, but part of it is like... I got nowhere to be. It, part of it's like Rob McElhaney and Ryan Reynolds, like, trying to be funny and sometimes succeeding. And then it's like also suddenly they'll throw you into like great action of a soccer game. And then they'll throw you some emotional stuff. Like they follow this guy that owns a pub in town. They follow some of these diehard fans. They follow some of like the employees and players and stuff. So it's like a really weird mishmash. You don't know if you're going to like an episode or not. So it's one of those, like give it, give it two or three episodes or each like 25 minutes and you'll find something you like and then get hooked. I tried to get Julia into it. She has no interest. So you got to watch it, Chris, so I can talk to you about it. I got to watch it. My parents loved it. Anyone over 60 out there, that's a good endorsement. Kat and I are currently doing uh, Breaking Bad and One Tree Hill at the same time. Nice. Oh, we just started Malcolm in the Middle. Julia's seen it like four times, like all the way through. And I've seen it like on tv reruns and stuff but i've never like actually watched it so that's kind of my that's what we're binging right now my experience with it is probably akin to yours where like i used to watch it when it was uh, in syndication like i'd I'd throw on a couple episodes you know but Mm -hmm. it's truly peak frankie muniz and then spy whatever his spy thing was was like the (laughs) last great thing he did yeah that was like the last good thing he did I don't know of many other things that he did. So he was I mean, a good, he, goes he was to, a child actor. He goes to Coyotes games. I guess he lives in Arizona. So we should have him on. That'd be cool. And him, him and Kat can talk Yotes. Yeah. Shoot the shit about the Yotes. Maybe even have Corey and Richie on. Yeah. They, he should just go on Corey and Richie's <laughs> podcast and they have Kat on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any final words of wisdom? Wherever you're going, light the path and walk that path. And upon that path, you will be. And if you don't light it, then you're just stuck in the darkness. All right. To all those stuck in the darkness, cheers. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, this is hopefully you're just like laying in bed at 2 a.m listening to this and you are stuck in the darkness actually i don't hope that but if you are i hope we were soothed you to sleep by now um i'm just gonna end it